You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome once again to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott Worthington. I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here in the beautiful, amazing city of Las Vegas, Nevada. I hope you are enjoying this first day of March. If you're listening in real time of 2021, we're super glad and grateful you would carve out some time just to uh, listen to a couple guys talk about leadership wherever you are, whether you're driving or sitting at the office or uh, folding a load of laundry, whatever you might be doing today, we're grateful for you to carve out some time. Uh, I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, my pastor, my mentor, my friend, that's become a thing, by the way. I've heard people quote that to me, Vance, <laughs> about the podcast. My, my, my mentor, my pastor, my friend, uh, Vance Pittman. Vance, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing good. I am. Uh, it's been a, a, ch- a little bit of a challenging week. I have just finished up uh, the manuscript for a second book with Baker Publishing and been in some phone meetings even this week, uh, still learning that whole publishing process. So uh, whenever you're doing stuff that you're not, totally in the realm of comfortability and still for me and that that world it's, I'm still not completely comfortable I love what I do as a pastor and as a, a mentor of church planters and trainer of church planters but the field of writing and being an author is still somewhat new for me so uh, that's that's where I'm kind of living this week is in the middle of that but excited about what will be coming out um, next February with I was Baker. about to say so, can we get a little hint of when that's coming out yeah, next February <laughs> next February the world of publishing is very slow so you finish a manuscript and about 12 months later once it's been through all the process it, it comes out on the other end so February 2022 will be when the next one will release Awesome. Well, we're excited to jump into the content today. Really excited about how practical. Vance and I were just um, talking back and forth um, a few weeks ago about what's next for the podcast. And this kind of idea rose to the surface, um, really looking at four aspects of a healthy leader's life. I'm going to have Vance put it on the table and kind of explain where we're headed in this episode. But in case you're somebody who doesn't listen all the way to the end, I do want to say right now that if you have questions, as you've listened to now over 40 episodes, um, one of the things we like to do is get our listeners' questions, whether that be on Vance's um, uh, Twitter or Instagram or through email or whatever it might be. What questions do you have? Because we are going to put those together in in one of our three-minute drill episodes coming up soon. So I know as you're driving, again, as wherever you're listening to this, you may have some questions about leadership and in any area, really, we're trying to gather some questions from our listeners. So I would normally say that at the end, but uh, but I know some people don't listen all the way to the end after the content's over. So before we jump into today's content, if you have questions, hit us up. We would love to try to address your questions on this podcast in a future episode. That's enough of the housekeeping. Vance, we're talking today about four aspects of a healthy leader's life. Why is this important? Why are we talking about it today? And kind of get the idea for us on the table. Yeah, Scott, even before uh, we, we hit record on this, we were talking about it, and um, I wrote down this sentence. I said, leadership is always challenging, but in challenging times, the health of a leader is tested greatly, and that's really what we're living in right now. We're living in some very challenging times and have been now for over 12 months, whether it's pandemics or politics or economics. 
Um, it's been a really challenging year. And the more leaders I talk to um, and encounter and engage and have conversations with, uh, the more I realize it, man, there's just a lot of leaders that are struggling in the midst of these challenging times. And one of the reasons we're struggling so desperately is because we're so focused at times on the health and the success of the organization, the business, the ministry, the church that we're leading, that we sometimes neglect our own personal health. And one of the things that I've said on the podcast before, and I'll say it again, you cannot lead what you do not live long term. You can fake it in the short run, but over the long run, and especially in challenging seasons, if we're not living ourselves in a healthy way, we won't be able to lead from a position of health, and the organizations, ministries, churches, businesses, whatever it is we're leading, won't be healthy either. Uh, one of the books that tremendously impacted me in this was by Lance Witt. It's a book called Replenish. If you've never read it, highly recommend it. But in the book, Lance said, uh, godly leadership is always inside out. God always has and always will choose to smile on men and women who are healthy, holy, and humble. And these four aspects of a healthy leader's life that we're going to be talking about really address really those issues of health, holiness, and humility, kind of all in this idea of thinking about the health of our lives holistically. And it's a subject that I think is of, of utmost importance for the leader because we can't live what we're we can't lead what we're not living. And so we must be people who are leading from positions of health. And and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to dive in. As, as anybody listening to this knows, there's been all the stories over the last several years of, of people in, in positions of leadership that are um, falling morally or, or, or being outed from their positions um, because of, of underlying issues. And really what it is, I think, Vance, as you were just talking, it just came to mind, like people judge a leader by what they see on the outside. And so that's what they focus on. And we talk about a lot about this when it comes to ministry and ministry isn't about doing, it's about being. Um, but you know, platform and influence sometimes outpace character and health. And so that's what we're talking about. We want to go beneath the surface, um, of, of what is, is coming out on the outside of our lives and talk about four aspects uh, of a healthy leader's life. So how we're going to do this is there's four of them, obviously. We're going we're gonna to basically name what, what an area of health is and then kind of ask an evaluation question to get it on the table. To, to As you're doing whatever you're doing listening to this, th this hopefully will be a very introspective episode for you to go, man, in this area of my life, am I healthy? Kind of an evaluation question. And then we'll kind of break down some components of what health in that area or that aspect of health really looks like. So that's kind of the, the goal of the next uh, few minutes over these four things. So we'll start with the first one, Vance. Uh, the first aspect of a healthy leader's life, spiritual health. Yeah, when you think about um, leadership, particularly what we're talking about is, is spiritual leadership. And when I say spiritual leadership, I'm not talking about just pastors and ministry leaders. All of us who are followers of Jesus, whether you are a leader in school and education, a leader in business or in banking, a leader in construction or a leader in your home, wherever your area of leadership is, it really is, is rooted in your spiritual health because as followers of Jesus, our relationship spiritually with God is not just one compartment of our life, but it really is the foundation of all of our life. And so when it comes to spiritual health, the evaluation question that I want to ask and all of us to really ask ourselves is this, am I more focused on being than doing? 
Am I more consumed with becoming someone or accomplishing something? And when you think about that in light of spiritual health, there are some components that I've found in my life, Scott, that are important for me uh, to make sure that I'm focused on being something rather than doing something. God's brought me into relationship with Him, health, a relationship with Himself, for me to be something with Him, not to do something for Him. And He's brought me to Himself so that I can become someone, not so that I can accomplish something. And as I focus on becoming someone, He then accomplishes something in and through our lives. So um, when you think about the components of spiritual health, there are four, and I'll mention the four, and then I'll just say a couple of things about each one of them. But first of all, there's intimacy, study, community, and accountability. As I think about my own life, those four components are important to my spiritual health. The first one is intimacy, and that's just daily time in the Word and prayer. You've heard me say this before. The primary call on your life is not to do something. It's to be something. So that's the focus. Intimacy with Jesus is the foundation of everything, daily time with Him. But then for me, spiritual health is not just intimacy with Jesus. There's also a component of study, Um, and that's the faithful reading through, researching, and understanding the Word of God. For example, in my field of leadership, I'm in pastoral ministry. This component of study for me means that I'm regularly studying God's Word beyond just devotional reading in order for me to enjoy fellowship and intimacy with God. I need to grow in the knowledge of God. I need to grow in the knowledge of His church. I need to grow in understanding the way He's working in the world Um, And it also means that I'm reading other people who are writing on things of God's Word and applying those truths to my life. Because in my area of leadership, I have a responsibility to take the timeless, timeless truth of Scripture and bring that to a contemporary audience, which means I always need to be growing in my understanding and studying of the Scripture. So for us, when we think about spiritual health, we need intimacy with Jesus. That's daily fellowship. We need study to grow on the knowledge of God, the understanding of His Word. I also need community. That's consistently doing life with other people, enjoying fellowship with other believers. I need that in my life. And you as a leader listening to this, you need to make sure you're doing life with others. It's easy to be isolated as a leader. Particularly, I found pastors, spiritual leaders, uh, those in ministry, we tend to teach other people what they need to do to enjoy spiritual health, but sometimes we neglect those things in our own lives. We need to have community. And then finally, accountability. And that's just regularly meeting with others that know when you're lying, that are asking you some hard questions. So for me to experience spiritual health and to lead from a position of spiritual health, I need intimacy, I need study, I need community, and I need accountability. That's good stuff. As you think about spiritual health, as you're listening to this, maybe this is a moment where you push pause and you think, man, I need to maybe evaluate the spiritual health in my life, no matter what my field of leadership is, and those components of spiritual health that Vance just just laid out. Uh, Again, maybe this is one of those episodes that every few minutes or so, we just need to press pause um, because the the goal here is not just to give you a bunch of information. It's for you to have some introspection. And so um, that's the goal of this podcast. So spiritual health, am I more focused on being than doing? Am I more focused on becoming someone or accomplishing some things. So that's the first aspect of spiritual health or first aspect of health in the leader's life, spiritual health. What's that second one, Vance? The second one is physical health. And before we go any further, let me just say this. A lot of people that are listening to this podcast, 
maybe the only thing you expect us to talk about is spiritual health because we're taught this is a podcast on leadership from a perspective of following Jesus and spiritual health is a major component it's the foundation of everything else but it's not the only aspect of health that matters in my life as a leader I also need to make sure that physically I'm healthy and so here's an evaluation question as it pertains to physical health do I take care of the body God has given me you all know the scriptures uh, and what they say about the body God's given us for example 1 Corinthians chapter 6 I'm reading right now in my uh, God time, my time alone with the Lord daily in the book of 1 Corinthians, um, which, by the way, is just an eye-opening book of the Bible. If you read 1 Corinthians without your kind of religious goggles on, man, the church in Corinth was just a mess. And in some ways, it's so encouraging being pastor of a church in Las Vegas where it feels like there's just such a mess going on that that the first century church was much like that. But 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 19, Paul's writing, and he says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And he's literally been talking about issues that deal with our bodies. And he's going to talk more about that in the book of 1 Corinthians. And so our bodies have been entrusted to us by God, and we're to be good stewards of the bodies that he's given us. And so when you talk about the components of physical health, again, there are four of these. I'll mention all four and then come back and say some things underneath them. But it's eating, sleeping, exercising, and examining. Eating, sleeping, exercising, and examining. So if you're laying that paradigm kind of down on this area of physical health, what are we talking about? Well, when I'm talking about eating, what I'm not talking about is the current craze of diet culture. I have some people that are in my life, and it's like every time I talk to them, they're on the next fad diet, the next latest, greatest thing that's come out, the next here's what you got to do to lose weight. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, having a plan when it comes to the way that we eat food and the way that we fuel our bodies. And if you'd like to go deeper on that particular subject, Leslie Schilling um, is a, a lady in our church who is a nutritionist. And we actually had her on the podcast, episode 23, Scott, yep. I think it was, yep. of our podcast, where you can go and dig deep into this idea of, of kind of thinking about what we eat. But it does matter. I mean, God said in his word in 1 Corinthians 10, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So when it comes to eating, I need to have a plan. And, and what happens to us oftentimes as leaders, we get so caught up in the organization, the business, the church that we're leading, that eating just becomes one of those things that's either a, a convenience or, or a place we go for comfort or a place that we go as an escape. And we don't really have a plan when it comes to our eating. So we need to have a plan when it comes to eating. Vance, Sex, is yep. it safe to say that you are not on the keto diet? Is that I what am not on the <laughs> keto diet. Saying? I'm not on the keto okay. diet. I'm not on the caveman <laughs> diet. I'm not on the paleo diet. And some people look at me and go, yeah, you maybe ought to consider being on one of those diets. Um, but the the point here is not telling everybody they got to get on a diet. It's just we need to be responsible yeah. when it comes to our eating. Um, and again, episode 23 provides some great insight sure. into listening to your body and learning how to do that. Second is sleeping. Um, the American Psychological Association says sleep is essential to a person's health and well-being, period. I hope you heard that. Sleep is essential to a person's health and well-being. Uh, that, that same American Psychological, uh, Psychological Association says 60% of adults report having sleep problems a few nights a week. 
So put those two statements together. Sleep is essential to your health. 60% of Americans say they have trouble sleeping a few nights a week, Mm -hmm. which means we got health issues as leaders going on. Um, And so we need to make some changes. For example, in my life a few weeks ago, actually a couple months ago now, I made some adjustments as it pertains to my iPhone. I don't take my iPhone to the bedroom anymore. It no longer is on my nightstand because I just noticed spending time on it at night, I'd get distracted checking emails, texts, messages through social media. And I leave it now in my office when I go up at about 8, 8.30 in the evening to kind of finish the day, 9 o'clock at night. Whenever I go upstairs, I leave the iPhone downstairs because I've seen that it's made it, it's given me a better rhythm and pattern as it pertains to sleeping. You know, I think there's, um, just to talk about some different studies too, a lot of people are, are, are seeing now the effects of the blue light off of your phone. It's basically tricking your mind to think, it's still daylight. And so for the people that stare at their screen for an hour, two hours before bed and then expect to turn it off and go right to sleep, yeah. you've tricked your body. And, I, you know, the, the funny saying that I've heard some people who don't like to sleep and like to just grind, you know, into the night, they say, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I heard a joke to that. Well, if, if you want to sleep when you're dead, you're going to go to sleep earlier because you'll be dead earlier because <laughs> sleep is so vital. I it mean, is. sleep is it's one of those central. things that the more science we learn about the body, the more people are waking up to, yeah, Four hours of sleep ain't going to cut it for long, and you're going to hit a wall. No, it's not, for sure. So eating, sleeping, then third is exercising. And, again, this is a stewardship issue, and I'm not saying everybody's got to do the same thing. I know Scott is dying for me to mention CrossFit uh, because Scott is a passionate CrossFit guy. Um, and to be honest, I'm actually doing some crossfit right now. I was about right to now. say, Scott, I think tonight, Vance, we're working out at we your are, house. We're working out at my <laughs> house together. We're doing some crossfit. I do not call myself a crossfitter. I am not that kind of. I just am not that good at it yet. <laughs> but I am doing some crossfit. The point is here: just move. Find mm-hmm. something that works for you. It can be walking. It can be hiking. It can be crossfit. It can be going to a gym. It can be whatever you think works for you, but you find something that works for you and make sure you're exercising as a matter of stewardship. And then the last one is examining, and that's making sure that somebody's checking up on your physical health. And the question is, when's the last time you had a physical? Uh, Annually, at least, as leaders, we need to be making sure that we have a regular relationship with a doctor who's checking on us. So spiritual health, then secondly, physical health. And again, I hope these are really practical handles for you to just just evaluate your own life. Um, As you are a leader in whatever domain, um, are you spiritually healthy? And these components of spiritual health have kind of helped you evaluate that. How about physical health? These evaluation questions and these components of physical health, the goal of the podcast today is for you to just really do some work in your own heart. So we're going to move on. Uh, We're halfway through. And so what's that third aspect of health? The third aspect of health, Scott, is emotional health. And here's the evaluation question. Do I have an intentional plan for rhythms in my life to keep me from emotionally burning out? Um, This is something that I've really seen uh, really prevalent in the life of a lot of leaders in the last 12 months is just the emotional tank is just empty. Um, I've seen it in my own life. I've actually had even some friends in the last 12 months, pastor friends that, that I would consider to be very good friends that... Um, I've known for years, we didn't talk regularly, but we knew each other well. We'd known each other for years, and I had two of them that actually took their lives in the last 12 months, just emotionally tapped out. Um, And this question of emotional health is very important. And for a lot of leaders, they hesitate 
to let people know when they're hurting, to let people know when they are emotionally struggling. And the reality is all of us, uh, even though we're spiritual beings, there's an emotional part of who we are. And a lot of who we are is rooted in the family that we come from, the background that we have, the experiences that we've had. Um, and all of that makes up and shapes our emotional health. And so when I, I'll give you three components of emotional health that are important for me. And, and, and these things, when you hear me say these components, these are not scientific. None of these are proven. Uh, they're, they're things when I think about my own life that are important to me if I'm going to establish a plan and be healthy in all of these areas. So components of emotional health for me are three. There's transparency, there's honesty, and there's consistency. Now, let me unpack what those are. Transparency means that I'm, I'm transparent with somebody who's looking under the hood, somebody who knows the real me. Um, and this is really important for senior leadership because if you're at the top level of leadership in your organization or church or ministry or whatever it is you're leading, leadership can be lonely. And often there's nobody that really knows the real you. And so we need to make sure from a transparency standpoint that somebody's looking under the hood. I've actually started in the last year meeting with someone regularly. It's something that in 30 years of ministry I'd never done before. I'd never met with a counselor, but I now monthly meet with a counselor who's just looking under the hood, who's making sure from an emotional health standpoint that I'm where I need to be and that I'm making the changes that I need to make and that I'm progressing in areas that I need to, to progress in. So transparency, somebody looking under the hood. Secondly is honesty. And this is really about in that, in that journey of transparency with somebody looking under the hood that you're honest with yourself and that you're self-aware about the seasons and transitions in your life. For example, my wife and I are about to head into a new season of life. We've been married now for 28 years, almost 29 years. And for most of those 28, 29 years, our house has had kids in it. But our youngest daughter is about to finish her junior year of high school, moving into senior year of high school. We're about a year, a little more than a year away from a, a major shift in our lives. And so my, I've brought my wife into this conversation with a counselor just to begin to walk with us and make sure that we're very aware about the seasons of life that we're in and the rhythms that we're in based on the seasons that we're in. So transparency and honesty, self-awareness, and then finally consistency. And by that, I mean that emotional health is not a once and done, check the box, and it's over. Well, I'm good. No, because as circumstances and situations and seasons in your life change, you need to consistently evaluate emotional health. Um, so that's emotional health, transparency, honesty, consistency. Awesome. This, these are very helpful. Uh, again, even as we were putting this together, I just, I just had a sense that this is going to be very, very healthy for leaders um, who are always kind of consumed with the output of their leadership. And this is really looking at the input of what's going on underneath. And so let's, let's finish up today, Vance, with that fourth aspect of a leader's life. Yeah, the fourth aspect is relational health. And here's the evaluation question. Do I intentionally invest in the relationships God has given me in my life? Do I intentionally invest in the relationships God's given me in my life? And when I think about that question for me, it's really about family relationships and friendly relationships. Do I Am I intentionally investing in the relationships in my family, my marriage, my children, my grandchildren, and am I doing life with my friends? Who are my friends? And am I truly doing life with some other people? Um, and when I think about the components of relational health, I'll give you three. It's time, 
trust and talk. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, let me unpack them quickly. First of all, time. Am I spending time, intentional time, that is unhurried and uninterrupted with the people God has given me in my life? The only way to grow relationships is time. And am I building my schedule, building my life around time intentionally that is unhurried and uninterrupted with the people that are most important in my life? In leadership, if we're not careful, what we tend to do is we tend to spend our time investing in surface, peripheral relationships rather than being intentional about unhurried, uninterrupted time with people that mean the most. They often in leadership will give the leftovers to the people that mean the most. And one of the things that God really solidified in my heart through this whole thing with COVID and some of the stuff that we experienced is, man, I want to choose to spend time with the people that I know are going to be at my funeral. Those people that I know are with me to the end, man, ride or die, they are in my life. Mm. I want to be intentional about unhurried, uninterrupted time with them. Second is trust. Trust. Do the people who know me the best trust me the most? Mm. Am I spending my time in such a way with the people in my life that I'm cultivating relationships of trust? Are the people in my life that I would consider my family and my friends, do they look at me as somebody they can count on? Am I dependable? Am I cultivating and building trust with the people who know me best? And then last is the word talk. And talk is what it really means. It's, it's transparent and real communication with the people that God's brought into your life. When I think about communication, Scott, I like to think of communication as me taking what's in my heart and getting that in your heart and letting you take what's in your heart and getting that into my heart. It's, it's heart-to-heart communication. And if we're going to have relational health, we need to be sure we're spending time, we're cultivating trust, and we're talking. We're communicating with the people that God's placed in our lives. So for me as a leader, if I'm going to really lead well, i got to be healthy. And that means spiritual health. That means uh, physical health. That means emotional health. And that means relational health. And those are some of the components that um, as I thought about my life that I have to pay attention to if I'm going to be healthy in all those areas. That's awesome. I, uh, I, that last one in the relational health, uh, I have a couple takeaways. One, it's just so challenging. I was just thinking about our relationship, Vance, and how, how long I've known you. And right now, like many leaders, I'm sure listening to this, I have little kids in my house that, um, man, this aspect of, of, of this time and not giving them leftovers. And right now, when, when dad walks in the room, it's still the, the best part of the day. Dad's home from work. Yeah. They all rush. But I remember when I first started coming to Hope and getting plugged in, that's the season of life you were in. Yeah. And now to hear you say in a year and a half, Faith, who when, you know, I met her, she was like three. Yeah. Uh, like she's about to leave. It just, it's in some ways it's gone so fast and I'm sure it's gone even faster yeah. in your mind, but it was just challenging for me to think right now that's where I'm living and, and leaders listening to this are living there. But like I knew you when you were in my season of life and it's just kind of mind blowing. And the second takeaway. Well, before you go to the yeah. second one, let me say this. I, here I am now, I'll be 50 in October. My kids, three of them are out of the house and married. The ones left in, in the home as a, as a in high school student. As I think back, I don't have one 
ounce of regret from any moment that I intentionally spent unhurried, mm. uninterrupted time with my wife or kids. There's not one moment that I go, you know, I probably could have spent that time. As I think back, now, do I have some regrets about times when I wish I'd prioritized that over other things? Mm. A million percent. So the point is learn from the mistakes of others and make sure that as, a, as, a, as an issue of relational health in your own life, man, you're choosing to build the schedule around mm. intentional, uninterrupted, unhurried time with the people that matter most. Yeah. The second one, um, you hear, hear, heard it here first, folks. I've never heard Vance Pittman saying ride or die. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there I don't you know go. if you're listening to this and you're like, man, that was a cool moment when Vance said ride or die. Uh, but, no, this has been really helpful. I know for me, as, as I help kind of put this stuff together, this is really challenging. So I'm sure listening, wherever you're listening, literally all over the world, it's been really cool to see um, God has brought this into the ears of a lot of people literally all over the world. So wherever you're listening, hopefully this was challenging for you. And uh, we are going to bring it back. Like I said, if you have questions, um, hit us up. We would love to answer your questions. And we look forward to seeing you in April of 2021 on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.